Hello, I'm Randy Simmons. Today I want to talk with you about free riders and public goods. Public goods are, by definition, the opposite of a private good. If a, for a private good, if I get an apple, you don't. If I consume it, you don't. Public goods, on the other hand, if, it, if the good is provided for one person, it's provided for everybody. And my consumption doesn't affect your consumption. Now, you're saying that's a pretty tight definition, provided for everybody, and uh, my consumption doesn't affect your consumption? Well, think of, there are a few examples. One of those examples would be clean air, for example. Me breathing clean air doesn't stop you from breathing clean air. My consumption doesn't mean that there's less for you. Uh, so we can think of, of clean air as meeting the definition of a public good. Often, uh, national defense is considered a public good. We all consume the defense that our governments provide, and the fact that I'm consuming it doesn't reduce the amount that you are able to consume. So there's a couple of examples of, of what sort of pure public goods are. The problem is there are not a lot of pure public goods, uh, and so we'll, we'll work through some of those in a moment. But I live in a high mountain valley in the state of Utah in the United States, and there's we're lucky in that there are a lot of rivers that come down out of the mountains and come into a, a, a big uh, reservoir, but also there are a lot of uh, wetlands around it. I was going to call them swamps, but we only called them swamps when I was a child. Now we call them wetlands. And they're wonderful. Ducks and geese are out there. Uh, swans show up. Pelicans. It's just a wonderful place to go and watch for birds. It's also a wonderful place for mosquitoes. And mosquitoes can just develop like crazy. And then in the summers when you go out in the evening, you can be swarmed by mosquitoes. And it's pretty bad. So think about what you would do if you were trying to get rid of mosquitoes. Maybe some enterprising person could put together, get the equipment and get the materials to spray for mosquitoes and you just drive all over through our valley, through all the towns, putting this fog out that sprays and kills mosquitoes. Well, how does he get paid for it? He could send a bill to everybody in the, in the, in the area and say, please pay me for having killed mosquitoes. Well, the problem with that is who's going to actually pay? They've, they've already gotten the benefit. Are they going to, are they going to pay? Uh, well, some will. But probably most won't, and he won't be able to raise enough money to actually have covered his costs so he goes out of business. So when we have a good like that, a, public, a good that has a lot of public feature to it, uh, normally government steps in to do that. The, all, of those, all of those people who weren't paying, we would call free riders. They're getting a free ride on the benefit provided by other people who pay, and so the, the question is, how do we get people to pay, or otherwise, how do we get government to provide the public goods? And the problem for governments is that they have the same problem that my mosquito sprayer would have. What's the right amount? How much do we charge? Do we charge everybody the same amount or do we charge a different amount depending on income or depending on areas that are more, more vulnerable? How do we decide these things? And the problem is 
Without prices, it's just almost impossible to get to the right amount. It turns out there actually are some improvements that have been made technologically that allow governments or private individuals to figure out how to provide goods that are more or less public. Think of toll roads, for example. Toll roads have been around for years. Toll roads can be provided privately. They're provided privately in France, uh, for example, uh, in a public-private partnership. Uh, so a toll road is a way of providing a road and having the users pay for it, as opposed to charging all taxpayers and then just the people who are using the road get the benefit. That's what happens on the interstate highways in the United States, is that everybody pays and a relatively few use. Uh, but with new technology, that's not that big a problem because it's possible to charge people for the use of the roads by just requiring that they have some sort of symbol on their, on their windshield that is read by, by clever machinery uh, and so you can get charged for how much of the road you use. And if you can move over to the, the fast lane, you can get charged more for the fast lane. Uh, and people will change their behavior uh, and e even change the times that they drive so that they're able to drive when it's less congested because the price is lower when it's less congested. It's a really clever system for being able to manage traffic uh, and also make the users pay for the roads. Notice what I say is, I said users pay. That's one way of getting goods that are almost public, like roads and bridges, without having to have the taxpayers pay. The rule can be have the users pay, and then you have a much better, clearer indication of how valuable it is. If you don't have the users pay, there's no prices. You have no idea what, what's going on. Now, the problem with all of this is it's some bureaucrat deciding, well, what should be, we be charging? If the bureaucrat is sufficiently entrepreneurial, and very many of them are, they will play with the prices and see what's the appropriate price. So when uh, Route 66 in Washington, D.C. Uh, was changed to the, make the whole road a, a tollway, and with surge pricing, that is when traffic gets worse, the, the, the price goes up. It went up, I think, as high as like $22 for to, to drive on a short segment. And people thought, this is terrible. But what happened is traffic really got reduced. And so then the people who took the, the tollway were able to move along and get home much faster. And then they played with the prices and brought it down to a price that seemed to be much more like an equilibrium price. Entrepreneurial bureaucrats are hard to find, but when you can, it would be nice if re we rewarded them. One more problem with public goods for public officials is asking, are these really public goods? Because what will happen is that lobbyists will come to members of a Congress and say, we need to have this done because it's a public good. We need to protect this, this environmental feature. We need uh, to put more money in the in the schools because schooling is a public good. Uh, they have a lot of publicness to them. But the problem for politicians is to be able to recognize when the when the lobbyists are sort of blowing smoke and or to recognize when the lobbyists are actually lobbying for something that is a public good. I would hope that in the future technology helps us much more the way it has with roads so that we can find ways of having user pay users pay or even have the private market providing 
things that we today consider to be public goods.